now, Talk Zone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. You know, I got to do the arm waving. That's when you know you're ready here on Two Guys and a Mic. This is Joel Redwanski, the big dog. The coach, John Cohn, he's still at home. His wife has grounded him. He's somewhere in the basement right now working on the man cave, but too bad for him. His man cave only has basic cable, which means no sports. He's going to be watching a lot of educational programs this week. So it's David Olson, the producer. It's Joel Redwanski, one and a half guys and a mic. We have a pretty good program for you. We're going to talk a little sports like we always do. Since Coach isn't here, a lot more off the sports page. And we have a very, very special guest today at 1030. A young man by the name of Frank Geraci is going to be uh, on these airways. And he's going to help us out with your energy bill. And uh, not just your energy bill, but everybody's energy bill. Uh, some real important votes have happened and hopefully can be repealed. We'll get to that later. And, man, do we have some funny stories ranging from Madonna, people bragging about getting out of jury duty, and some serious talk about Trayvon Martin a little bit later in the program. This is Two Guys in a Mic. That's my new move to this song. Eight 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 four six three sixty seven forty eight is the phone number. And absolutely gorgeous day out. I, I I don't care if it's a little bit cold for everybody else. All I know is it's the beginning of spring, which means winter was only about a week or so ago. I know it was 80 degrees last week, but I will take this 40 degrees and sunny any day in late March because things could be a lot worse. Now, there's a lot to talk about. You know, going over the news and me trying to figure out, you know, how I'm going to, you know, attack the show and, and get everybody involved. There's, there's a, definitely a lot to talk about in the world. And, uh, I'm going to get all into that later. And I also want to throw out there, if you're an actor or an actress, especially an actress, I'm having a casting call. And I, I'm going to get into this later and remind people, but um, I, I have created a character called This Year Man. And uh, some people that have seen it are extremely interested in it. And they they want to possibly make a, a TV show or, or even a movie about it. And the thing is, I need a love interest. I need a girlfriend on this show. Now, I'm going to be able to do a real wide casting call, but... I really want somebody specific. Now, if you're a woman out there, an actress, and uh, you don't consider yourself like uh, the Megan Fox or like the, the absolute gorgeous chick, because let's face it, most people in Hollywood are absolutely beautiful. Even the men are better looking than a typical woman, if you, if you think about how gorgeous everybody is in Hollywood. But I'm throwing out there a casting call for a woman that might not be the most attractive woman in the world. So if you don't think you're the Megan Fox of the world, Come on out. I, I need somebody that can play a demanding, mean, crazy, not-so-attractive love interest of me in this particular show. So if, if, you, if you're interested, contact me at thisyearman at yahoo.com or just friend me on Facebook, This Year Man, and send me a message because 
This stuff is going to be good. David Olson, this could be finally me running around the city of Chicago in a pair of tights. Forget, you know, I, I stumped a Schwab, been in a couple of movies, all that stuff. No one seems to notice. You get me running around in underwear and a cape, and I am not kidding. People seem to pay attention. I, I, I wonder why. I, I, I don't know yeah. what it is. I go out there with a the camera, dressed in a suit, talk to people. Yeah, who are you? I go out there in my underwear, and people are running at full speed. Hey, you look like a superhero. <laughs> You're drunk. Okay, that's that, that's another issue. But I am throwing out a casting call. So if you're interested, this year, man, at Yahoo, men, women, I need people of all shapes and sizes. This ain't the beautiful people. This is the regular people. And trust me, there's there's going to be a couple hot chicks in there. There have to be. There have to be. But my girlfriend now, she, she loves the idea. I told her that I was going to have a love interest in this, and she gave me, like, the weird look. She's never played jealous on me yet, David. Not at all. Not at all. But trust me, I, there might have been the first time where she's like, hold on, well, you're going to have a girlfriend on this show? And then when I basically described this young woman as four foot five, 300, and, and nicknamed her Cubby Bear, that's the ideal. You don't have to be that short and squat. She really liked, she appreciated the idea much, much more so. Just throwing it out there. This year, man, at Yahoo.com, I need people. A casting call is getting done. So, well, there's much, there's much to talk about in the world of sports. The Bulls lost last night, first and foremost. And, and, and as a Chicagoan, anytime the Bulls lose, it's almost shocking, especially to a team like Denver, who doesn't play half the defense that the Bulls do. But Denver can score the basketball, and they do play an extremely fun style of basketball to watch. I know it's kind of hard to say now. They just whooped up on the Bulls by 17 last night. But, you know, that's not exactly a team that I think can threaten for the NBA championship or even the Western Conference championship, quite frankly. But they are fun to watch. They move the ball. The players rotate without the basketball. It isn't like uh, the the Kobe Bryant, you know, let's take a fadeaway jump shot and, and chuck it and hit it. Of course, Kobe hits those. But that style of basketball drives me crazy. Bulls now are, are, are 40 and 11 and... At this point, it's like, you know, they lose a game, you just kind of, okay, just just make sure Derrick Rose is healthy. When you have a a three-game lead for the best record in the NBA and there's only uh, about 15 games left in the regular season, a very, very strong position that the Bulls are in. So hopefully they can do what's right for them, get healthy, and and everything's going to be quite all right. So now, if you don't mind, I I don't know if I want to turn to sports, get off the sports now and come back later. There are so many freaking stories around the world. David, it, there's a lot to be concerned about. There's a lot to laugh at. You know, when you, when you think about, we do a, a radio show every day talking about sports. And, and nowadays it seems like every year there's more concerns than there were last year. And it seems like more and more. And, and, you know, I definitely love the fact that sports can be our outlet here. But I think every once in a while when, when coach and I get lost in the the deluge, which is the college basketball and its tournaments and the long hockey and basketball seasons, the playoffs, and and I didn't even mention football, which, quite frankly, for me, is a 11.5-year, <laughs> 11.5-month-a-year uh, dedication. About two weeks when I go on vacation in the middle of summer, I think is the only time I don't think of football. And, and I make sure to schedule my 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 uh, my vacations around minicamp because I can't miss a minicamp. Or, or like a non-mandatory workout or something like that. Cause if I find out that I missed something, you know, I'd go crazy. But, you know, I do like to concentrate every once in a while on the real world. And like right now, if you're just a typical person making, you know, just say you're an average person making 50 grand a year, I don't know how you can get by nowadays. I, I really don't. I, I remember thinking like in the, 
in the, in the 1990s when I was getting out of college and trying to figure out how to make my student loan payments, which I'm going to get to in about a minute. Student loan payments right now, if you're not making them, be extremely careful. I'm going to get to that about the boiler room uh, atmosphere there's around. But how do people make it? I, I mean, like, if you're a single man trying to pay your or, – or woman, just single. Forget about kids. Forget about anything. If you have to pay back your student loans, your car payments, your gas, your – you're, I mean, honestly, if you make fifty grand a year, four grand a month, after tax you have like three thousand dollars. I, I don't know how you can do anything besides just survive nowadays. And if you throw children into the mix, that just you know another compounding thing. Now, to to make matters worse, AAA today comes out. Oh, a new thing on gas prices. Well, the gas prices have been going up basically for a year now. So I'm like, oh, there's got to be some good news, right, on, on the gas prices and. And yesterday I was reminded again that I'm a loser because I was riding my bike to work. Now I, I get upset about that. But so I'm, I'm reading this, and according to AAA, gas prices, which now on national average are three dollars and ninety cents a gallon, which in the city of Chicago, we'd be like, bring it on! It's everywhere I go, it's four seventy nine. That's absolutely ridiculous. According to AAA, without question, the gas prices are going up at least another twenty cents when the summer hits because. I'd never heard of this one, David Olson, but did you know that there's a, in, in, uh, like the East Coast and in the Midwest, they have a winter fuel and a summer fuel blend? I had no idea. And I guess the summer fuel blend is actually much more expensive, believe it or not. Can you explain the difference between a winter or summer blend? Do you have any idea why it is? Uh, no, I can look that up. I okay. was aware of it, but that's like one of the things some advocates are working to change uh-huh. to like, at least from our end of things, lower prices a little bit. Say, you know, you mm-hmm. do the two blends, why, why even bother? Mm-hmm. Because because of the way engines are built now, you really don't need to do that anymore. Gotcha, gotcha. And if you were to go one standard fuel year-round, it would drive costs down. Uh, there's more important stuff for us to get to, but i, I got to be honest with you. I, I, that's one thing I didn't know, that you had different fuel blends in different parts of the country depending on the year. And I guess... Uh, like in Chicago, they usually have a more expensive one because they don't, the temperature varies so much and it, it has to do with the temperature. I, I don't know why it's good or bad, but, uh, AAA says ex- without a doubt, expect at least, there's no doubt it's going up another 20 cents. Also, AAA said they are extremely confident that the prices will get to $4.90 a gallon on a national average, which means what, what's that going to be in Chicago? If Chicago is 20% higher than the national average, does that mean it's going to be $6? $6? A gallon in Chicago, five ninety nine nine to go for, uh, or five eighty nine nine for the less for eighty seven octane, absolutely unbelievable. So, uh, when I think of this, I, I can't even imagine being able to have kids nowadays, Dave. I mean, I'm like, you have to make a hundred grand a year if you're going to have kids nowadays. If you want to at least give your kids a decent life, it, it's, you know, sometimes I was like, hey, should I, should I have when I was. Should I got married 15 years ago to that girl? Should I had kids? If that would have happened to me right now, they would probably be in sandals, wearing rags, and I would and I would be about 30 pounds, 50 pounds less. I don't know how I would be feeding them at this point. My life would be completely different. Who knows? Maybe I would have got my act together and and actually started doing the right thing. But all I can tell you to all the families out there, as a single man who basically only has to worry about myself and then my friends' kids when they ever they need me to help me help them out. I feel for you is all I got to say because uh, it's it's awful tough, Dave. When when I think about what you got to go through, woo, two kids, another one on the way, the amount of stress in your life 
compared to the amount. Like, my stress is like I'm trying to figure out how to get this TV show on air, blah, blah, blah. And I know it's going to happen for me. I just know it's going to happen. That stress is totally different as opposed to I have three kids that look at me as the person that's going to raise them, and I have to take care of them. And by the way, I have, you know, a loved one reminding me of all my particular responsibilities often. So I feel for all parents out there, especially when every time you look around, everything's going up, going up, going up, that the only thing that's going down are the prices of homes and how much people are getting paid and the availability for jobs. That's not a good, good, good. Well, I guess if you're looking to buy a house, that's okay at this point. But everything else, absolutely scary. Uh, another thing that is uh, before we move oh, on, please, I've, got please. A, I, I've got an answer on the summer blend. Okay, uh, what it uh, what it's it's a blend of gasoline that's federally mandated. It was part of the Clean Air Act in 1990. Okay, uh, and what it does is it removes certain kinds of fluorocarbons, which will evaporate in warm weather, causing smog and damage to the ozone layer. Okay, so it's a good thing, I guess. Yeah, it's uh, who knows. I mean, when that was passed, uh, George H. Bush was in office. So who really knows what backroom deals are? If you look at that whole particular list, some oil company made a fortune off of that. And I will guarantee you that one of those oil companies that made a fortune out of that was probably uh, one of the companies that came up with that particular patent. Oh, and they were best friends with George Bush growing up in Texas. I'm just throwing that out there. I have no idea what happened, but I bet if you investigated it, that's exactly what will happen, is that whatever company came up with that formula, was really good, was uh, in cahoots with the Bush family at that point. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but that's just what you have to deal with. Whenever a law is passed in the world, even if it seems altruistic and for everybody, follow the money. What's up, Dave? Did you have something? Yeah, well, no, no, no. It was mandated in 1990, went into effect in 1995. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, it, and that's, and that, you know what, typically would uh, something like that, when you're talking about actual laws and when it comes into science and technology, it should take like five years to come into effect. So when, uh, actually when Bill Clinton was in office. Now, Talking about like like uh, things that like scare you when it comes to money. If you owe money to Sally May, you got to do some investigation because Sally May is turning into one of. Uh, if if you don't know it, if you have student loans, you, normally most student loans go through Sally May, and this is that one type of loan that you had better re- repay back, people. Now, if you if you uh, can't pay your credit card bills. <coughs> Excuse me, if you can't pay your mortgage, you know, eventually you can go, you know, claim bankruptcy. You cannot claim bankruptcy on your student loan uh, uh, loans, which is which is fine. You When you sign that contract, you know you have to pay these back. Well, the government has been selling the defaulted loans to collection companies, and that's what you do. That's what you do. But if you are one of those people that have defaulted on your loan. I don't want to say too much because I doubt very many of our listeners have done this. I just want to just remind you of something. Whenever you have somebody on the phone calling you, hey, pay back your loan, pay back your loan. Oh, don't worry. As long as you pay the minimum amount required, it'll be okay. They, The government has insisted, they did some investigation of this. The government is insisting that these, uh, that these uh, companies require people to only pay back the minimum. If people pay back less than 1% a month of what they owe, the people who are these companies get an automatic $150 uh, bonus. That might not seem like a lot, but if you do two or three of these a day and you're one of the guys getting half of that, that, that can start adding up. Well, just to let you know, in the in the Obama bill from two years ago about repaying, repaying your student loans, basically it said that we'll allow you to pay the bare minimum if that's all you can afford, but you do have to pay these back. You're never going to be able to get rid of them. 
The only problem is if you pay the bare minimum, they automatically add thousands of dollars of charges and up your interest. But they don't tell you that over the phone. So you got people like, oh, I've been paying the bare minimum for three years, and I, I looked back at what I owed, and I owe $8,000 more than I did three years earlier or two years earlier. So be extremely careful. If you have some really, really nice person on the phone saying, oh, it's just your student loan, and you know you can't get rid of them, you got to pay them back, which you do. You do. Education is worth it, too, folks. If you really take advantage of it, you can pay back those student loans. Just don't ever believe the guy on the other end of the line when they're telling you everything's going to be all right. You better do your own investigation, especially when the greatest mob in America, the government, is out to get your money. David? Speaking of the government out to get your money, uh-huh. um, a couple months ago, Rahm Emanuel, one of the first things he, he did was say, uh, they, they passed a little measure saying, okay, we're going through the tax and we're going through the parking records mm-hmm. and any unpaid tickets that you might have on file, we're going to, we're going to take them right out of your state of Illinois tax returns. Yes. Yes. Um, so when I get back from vacation, I got a big stack of mail and I get a little note from the city of Chicago saying we've deducted $55 from your tax returns for an unpaid parking ticket. Okay. okay. Which kind of shocked me because I haven't lived in the city for a decade. Wow. Okay. 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 All, uh, the majority of the time I did, I always had a house with a driveway. I made sure I had a pri- private parking. Yeah, which yeah, that's big time in the in the city of Chicago. So I got on the phone and I had to talk to several people, and I find out they pinched me for a late payment on a parking ticket back in 1995. They say I paid the ticket, however, they got the payment late, so there was a, the, the fine doubled. So they got me for the it, it, so they got me for the doubling. I I wonder how I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna get it bad. Because well, you know, because you'll I, find out yeah. they won't even tell you ahead of time. They'll just they'll just do it and then say, hey, we did this. It's, it's funny you said that because I remember uh, I had a uh, I had a bunch of tickets, a bunch of tickets. We're talking, we're talking after light charges and everything. It ended up being about eleven hundred dollars over five years because I lived in Wrigleyville, and I swear to you, I would. I would be yeah, a that's, minute. That's, that's where mine was in Wrigleyville. Too. And, you know, I'd be a minute late getting to like, oh, you had to get your car out of there by four o'clock, and I'd run and get there at four o one, and there'd be a woman right now. I'm like, come on, I'm right here, I'm moving it. Too late, too bad. It says four o'clock. Uh, I know you get a commission off that ticket, whatever. Well, you know, enough. I got enough of those, and I paid them all off. But what ends up happening is I got a man that called me. Okay, it was it was serious. My girlfriend at the time was right there, and we were living together. Okay. And they were like, we sent you so-and-so many bills, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, my girlfriend used to live here. She hates me. She made it a point to hide all of my bills. Do you realize what this has done to me? And I like almost started like act like I'm crying on the phone. You don't know what this has done to me. I have no money now because of this guy ends up basically wiped out all of my late fees. Everything. I only had to pay the amount of the tickets. He's like, so it's $450. You have no late fees or anything, and you make, yeah, no problem, so let me get my credit card, pay it over the phone. I wonder if those were wiped out or I'm going to get stuck with those later. Do you know Do you know what I mean? The guy's like, okay, just, will you pay this then? I understand. You got a crazy girlfriend. I've had one too. We've all had one. So I went to the crazy, and my girlfriend at the time was cracking up. I'm explaining the exact opposite of what she was. And like she would, she, first, I get something in the mail. She's like, you better pay this ticket. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> so it, it was definitely the exact opposite of how I explained it. I'm a little worried now because, I mean, we're talking that's seven, eight hundred dollars, you know, over over that amount. So 
that's definitely not good. Not good. So, uh, we are going to be talking uh, to Frank Tracy in a little bit, talking about uh, government controlling your money and this a whole new uh, uh, aggregation of, of energy bill, which is going to be coming up. So, if you have questions about that, definitely call when Frank is uh, here at 888-463-6748. Anything else you want to talk about it, we're going to have it here on, on Two Guys and a Mic. Now, um, uh, just... Uh, uh, Throwing it out there. Now, have you ever heard of a guy by the name of, of Dominic Strauss-Kahn? He, he's the guy that was, uh, the, the former International Monetary Fund chief. Okay. So extremely powerful, powerful, uh, position. Now, I'm not exactly sure what that guy does. I, I'm pretty sure he makes sure that banks are doing the right thing. So if you don't exactly have the most scrupulous guy in charge there, it could be very bad. And I'm, and I'm not saying this guy's a bad guy just because he happens to have an strong sexual urge to be powerful over women. He well, before the brush up last year, mm-hmm. he was favored to win the French presidential election. So there you go. Okay, so the, okay, so this guy is extremely, extremely powerful. And then the brush up last year that that uh, uh, the producer David Olson is talking about is quite simply. Uh, he was charged for raping a woman, the, uh, a housemaid at one of the hotels. He's got a lot of money. It got off for aggravated sexual assault. Okay. Well, as this goes on, you got to figure when he's getting investigated for this, they're going to do some investigation into the rest of his life. Now, this isn't the biggest story in the world, but just the simple fact of what he's being, uh, he got arrested and now he may be charged. He's in that limbo period. So he's arrested. He's waiting to see what he's getting charged with. And the charge that might be coming up against him, I just wanted to be able to say it on there. Aggravated pimping. Aggravated pimping is the charge. I, I thought the term pimp or pimping, you know, was just like a slang term that has basically worked its way into the English axiom. No, that it actually is a legitimate term that could be used in legalese. And I just found that funny. I just wanted to say Strauss-Kahn, aggravated pimp. But it just so happens. I just I love his thing. So now as they investigated this Strauss-Kahn guy, uh, let's just say uh, I'm starting to believe that he may have actually thrown that housemaid down on her back and, and forcefully raped her after this. When it first happened, I was like, that's kind of strange. A guy with that much money, couldn't he pay for it? Well, he definitely could, and let's just say he did too. Uh, he was at many different so-called sex parties. And at one of them, he made the comment, uh, I had no idea that these women were prostitutes. Well, these sex parties were attended by about 10 men in their 60s and 70s, all multimillionaires, and about 25 women in their late teens and early 20s who were all gorgeous. Yeah, yes, Strauss-Kahn, these women really look for 65-year-old men who smell of uh, Ben Gay. Yeah, that's what they're looking for. You couldn't figure out... That all these women were prostitutes and you didn't know why somebody asked you for $10,000 when you went in there. Or on the other times you were asking people for money when they attended your parties. Just sometimes I find this a, a little strange, but you know what the funny thing is you, in, in, you know, when it comes to legal terms, you just can't automatically stereotype somebody and assume that's exactly what they're doing. But the idea of saying it like their defense was, I, I didn't realize that uh, these women were prostitutes. You better have a really, really good lawyer to convince a, a jury of that. I don't know how they do this in France. I don't know. I, I'm assuming they have jury-type uh, uh, trials in, in France to the Western civilization, but 
that one, my friend, I, I don't know if you're going to be able to get to get away with that one. So uh, Strauss Cohn, I mean, this guy's a is a freaking dirtbag, a, a real real dirtbag. The more they they look into this guy, and I'm not saying just because you have you're a sexual deviant does not mean that the rest of your life is, is jacked up. Because we're going to talk a little bit about Trayvon Martin, just because the kid maybe had some issues off uh, that that is not related to the the Skittles iced tea and shooting incident, doesn't automatically uh, you know mean the kid was a bad kid. We're going to, we're going to get back to that later because there's a lot of stuff that needs to be coming out about that Trayvon Martin stuff. But I just want to you know the original thing of hey you know you don't exactly know who this guy is just because he's a sexual deviant does not mean that uh, the the guy that was in control of the European banking system was a bad guy but it does make you wonder uh, there's a lot there's been money missing why did why was some people be able to save their their life savings in one company in in uh in Europe and somebody couldn't why did so many banks in Greece fail but others didn't fail in other parts and then this guy was in charge of all this at the time it it definitely definitely makes you wonder so Strasscon get your act together my man 888-463-6748 talking about getting your act together you know, every once in a while, somebody does so something so stupid that it just you just got to shake your head. Well, if you're out there committing crimes, whether it be a crime of murder, robbery, or even just perjury to a judge because you want to get out of, of uh, jury duty, be careful about bragging about it. Okay, David, yesterday or last week, last Thursday, <coughs> excuse me, uh, there was a woman in Colorado by the name of Susan Cole. Susan Cole's retired. She's 57 years old, and she was called in for jury duty. Okay. Well, when she got there, she dressed herself up almost like an actress and tried to make herself look as crazy and as whacked out as possible. And then when the judge would ask her questions, she would say something completely different from what the judge asked her. And finally, the judge was like, you know what? I don't think this woman is suitable for jury duty, so... What, what do you, what, uh, what, not expunge or whatever, just told her, no, you're not doing it. So she goes home and she's all happy about it. Well, shortly thereafter, she goes on the radio and brags about the fact, oh, I'm Susan Cole and I got called in for jury duty, but this stupid judge actually thought I was crazy. So he got me out of it. I didn't actually have to do anything. Well, she's bragging about it over the airwaves, gave her name and everything. You won't believe who was actually listening to that broadcast when Susan Cole said she lied to the judge and he was dumb enough to believe that she was crazy and got out of jury duty. Does anybody want to guess? Any any hands? You over there. It was the judge who was listening. Yep, that's who was listening. Susan Cole, you thought you were funny. You dressed up as a whacked out person, lied to a judge. Well, guess what now? Susan Cole is in jail and she's awaiting She's awaiting charges of perjury in court. So just to let you know, if any of you are out there and you've committed any type of crime, you don't want to brag about it, especially, especially over airwaves. So feel free if you want to come on Two Guys in a Mic and call us at 888-463-6748 and actually tell us that you were in Brentwood in June of 1994 and it was actually you who killed uh, Jessica Simpson or, or any other, any other act that you want to do, feel free. But trust me, eventually it'll come back to you. You will be busted. Two things. Number one, Nicole Brown system, not Jessica Simpson. Thank you. Sorry, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, number two, what that woman did was right out of an episode of 30 Rock. 
I've never watched 30 Rock. That's yeah, happened yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, like Tina Fey had like a surefire thing. She would always get out of jury duty by going dressed as Princess Leia and saying, oh, I can't serve because the Alderaan Senate forbades it and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and, it, 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 you know, the joke was she'd always get out of it in Chicago, but like in New York, they put her on jury duty. <laughs> like, yeah, you're in New York now. We'll take anybody. <laughs> Tina Fey. I honestly think one of the most underrated uh comics uh, of the last like 20 years. That woman writes so much that you wouldn't even you wouldn't even believe. She's got one of the driest best humors in all of uh in all of uh TV. Now, we're going to take a real real quick break. We're going to be back with our guy Frank Geraci. And if you have questions about your energy bill, if you have questions about where your money is going in this whole aggregation of energy, you want to hold on and talk to Frank Geraci, 888-463-6748. We're going to be back in about a minute and a half, about 100 seconds with Frank Geraci. You hold on there, 888-463-6748. Two guys and a mic. The next section is brought to you by A Sweets Girl. Check this out. If you want specifically made cupcakes or cakes directly for you, just contact A Sweets Girl. Go to Facebook, and she'll be able to hook everything up for you. So just say you have a a, a girlfriend who's about to have a birthday or or whatever. She can make a cake and design whatever icing exactly perfect for you and get it right out to you. So check out A Sweets Girl. Now, uh, David Olson, I appreciate you taking care of all the production on work. If you can put the next caller online, our guy is Frank Geraci. And, and, and Frank, uh, just to be honest to everybody out there, you, you're a longtime friend. We actually 
were athletes at Donner's Grove North together. I was a football baseball player. You were a, a wrestler, one of the fine wrestlers at Donner's Grove North. And uh, it's good to have you on air because, you know, we're the sports show for the non-sports fan. But we're always looking for stuff, you know, off the sports page, page especially when my, when my co-host John Cohn is in here. I try to delve into people's money and how our government is either wasting or helping us try to keep it. So, Frank Tracy, I really do appreciate you coming on board today. How are you doing today? Great, great, Joe. And again, my, I appreciate you inviting me out here as well and um, look forward to talking with you here. Now, no, this is an extremely important issue. And I, I know all around the country it is, but over the last year or so, it's really been a, a major role in, uh, in, in the northern suburbs, especially, and also in the western suburbs like DuPage, uh, western suburbs of, of Chicago. Tell me, uh, the company that you represent and exactly what you do and the, and the problems you're trying to solve. Well, what we're uh, representing is we're called Citizens Against Aggregation. Okay. Uh, and what we're trying to do, as you know, there's there's a lot of push for our municipalities to basically control our rights and freedoms to the choices that we can make as individuals. Mm-hmm. So we try to protect the citizens and give a voice to the citizens say, don't let the municipalities or the governments control our freedoms and our personal rights. Okay. We, we have the ability to choose our energy providers, each individual. And there are many companies out there that provide very, very uh, cost-saving energy supply. And when our rights are being taken away, there's no guarantee that we're going to be saving any more money than today's rate. Okay, so basically you're, you're trying to... Uh, these municipalities are trying to decide that they could do a better job of deciding where your money goes as opposed to you do. Is, is yeah, what they, I, I feel that they think they, they can. Like We don't have a thought process whatsoever. Now, so. the, these municipalities, what is their reasoning for saying that everybody should collectively join the same energy company in these particular municipalities? Well, I, I've spoken with a few uh, townspeople in the county, a couple board members, and you're talking about DuPage County, right? DuPage du- County uh-huh. specifically, mm-hmm. and they, I've heard that they're taking at least minimum ten percent of any earnings and putting it back in their pockets. Their pocket, as in who the actual county, like DuPage County, the the counties, the counties' pockets, or their pension funds. Pension funds for the actual people that work in the counties. Okay, now, Correct. DuPage County was the only county in the Chicago area, correct me if I'm uh, wrong on this, that it, it actually passed, right? All the other counties that voted on this said, no, they do not want this. They want the choice of their own, uh, to be able to choose their own uh, energy companies. Is this correct? Correct. More of the municipalities in DuPage County had voted. There's a couple that did not, they voted against it. But majority of DuPage County did vote for it. Well, which is extremely strange to me because DuPage County is probably the most Republican county in all of the state of Illinois, one of the most in the whole entire country. And Republican-type voters are always known to be like, hey, let me decide where my money goes. Keep uh, the government out of it. So I'm shocked that DuPage was the... Uh, did not that actually passed this, especially considering that all these other votes happened dramatically before this. So I, I was shocked well, when you told like, me this. Here, here, here's the problem. In DuPage County, there was less than 15% turnout rate, which less than 60% of the ballots were in favor of this aggregation. You, you, okay. you, 
Wow. You know, 15%. Now, the, in Illinois, it was 24%. So you're telling yeah. me in DuPage County, 15%? And, and I want to just throw this out there. So 15%, you're talking about three out of every 20 voters went out. I know right. a lot of voters, and, and I, I swear to you, almost 100% of my Republican friends didn't vote on these primaries. They're like, why should I vote? They're like, I can't stand Romney or Santorum. I'm not even going. I'm not even going to vote. And a lot of my Democratic friends, actually, I, I swear to you, out of my friends, 80% of them that voted were Democrats at this election, and yet they know who they're – That's it's funny that that happened. And that, that maybe that has something to do with it. Sure, sure, it does, because mm-hmm. very little notice was given to the people to be able to investigate these long-term effects. So nobody really went out there. So it's 9% of the electorate has determined the fate of all the residents in these towns, basically. Wow. And, yeah, that's uh, that that says a lot. Now – uh, in other in other counties like the, the 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 lakes and the cooks and the McHenrys where it, it wasn't passed, uh, how are how are people's energy bills up there as opposed to maybe energy bills in, in DuPage County? What's the biggest difference going to be? Well, I, I can get, I promise you that with what's out there with deregulation and the choices that we have, mm-hmm. I, I, for example, you know I live in a in one of the municipalities where I don't have a choice and I'm paying almost three cents higher than what's available on that market. And I do not have a choice to switch my energy provider. Mm-hmm. And that's what I believe was going to happen. Who knows? It, it may start with 10%, but as you go down, there may be a contract and, and who knows where the years lie, where they keep taking more money of our pocket, but then you're stuck in the contract. Oh, okay. And as an individual, over a, a period of like 10 years, that three cents extra ends up being Thousands of dollars, okay? And and that's, as an individual, you can put that $1,000 towards, who knows anything, savings, health, better health insurance. Who knows where you can actually put that money? But the, the thing is this, is if you if a municipality automatically can control what type of energy you have, well, guess what? Those municipalities might want to go to somebody, like a guy that got elected, and go to somebody's like, hey, you know, uh, I have control over where our, the energy is spent. You actually are an energy company. Oh, I'm up for re-election. Guess what? I need to be re-elected. And I have to figure out after I get re-elected which particular companies uh, are going to get this municipality's contract. The corruption that gets involved right there, we're talking yep. millions of dollars. When uh, when companies, when individuals don't have the right to spend their money the way they choose, corruption ends up happening. I don't care if it's the guy is represented as the sweetest, nicest uh politician in the world he had to get elected somehow and when he gets elected it takes money when it takes money it takes promises to people who are you going to have to get that money back to it's as simple as that i wish we lived in a beautiful world where you know uh our all of our money is represented and all of our money goes to education and a little bit goes to the really the disenfranchised and the the, the people who deserve it and need it instead it seems to continually flow into pockets of people who are just trying to get reelected. frank you're you're absolutely correct. You're it's just like that health care mandate. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's before the Supreme Court because in fact the municipalities requiring that we buy the service, we have no personal choice anymore. Mm-hmm. We should be able to have our own personal choices. Now, well, besides besides just the fact of the corruption, uh give me another uh disadvantage of not having uh, your own personal choice. Wait, wait, as, as far as energy? Yeah, as far as well, energy. I think servicing. Mm-hmm. I, I I believe you don't know how you're going to be serviced. I, again, they may be charging higher fees. We don't know how reliable the mm-hmm. provider is. So you don't have the 
the ability to have a personal relationship. I know many companies out there and have personal relationships with the energy business, basically, and they can tell you what's going to happen or, or provide you special care. I don't, I don't believe that we're going to get any special care from these municipalities. Oh, okay, Frank. Now, uh, we have a lot of diehard sports fans on here, and like a lot of times people that are listening to the show, they'll be like, well, how do I even find out about this? So whether you're in DuPage or Will or McHenry or Cook, uh, how does somebody go investigate what they're paying, what their municipality has decided to do, and how they can change it? That's a lot sure. of questions there, but how do they do this? Sure, sure. Well, first of all, if people have questions and want to email me directly, I, I, I'm at Citizens Against Aggregation. There's no chance that any of my listeners can spell aggregation. I, okay. I can't. <laughs> well, why don't we go? <laughs> <laughs> well, citizens against aggregation at gmail.com. Okay. Okay. They can also check on the citizenutilityboard.org to find out if their municipality has the right to choose their provider. Okay. Okay. There are many companies out on the citizen utility board where they provide the listing of the rates and they can compare their bills of what they're paying versus what uh, some of these other energy companies are paying. Now, uh, say that again, Citizens Utility Bills. Is that right? Citizens Utility Board. Board. Dot org. Dot org. Now, this, this might be a question you can't answer, but is that run by a legitimate citizens doing the right thing, or is it like one of those a government agency trying to act like they're for the citizens and not giving you the, you know what I mean? Who runs the, the .org? Well, that's a good question. I probably couldn't answer that. I know I am a representative for one of those energy companies, mm-hmm. and being involved in that energy company, I know where we are and what we're providing as far as service and rates, okay. and they're right on the dot. They are on the dot. So I would have nothing against okay. that organization. Yeah, I'm not saying it was. I just wanted to, wanted to make sure because uh, I, I read a quote that I, I thought was absolutely phenomenal the other day, and it said, uh, never believe the lies that you read on the Internet Sure. by Abraham Lincoln. He was the one who made that quote. So that's why I just like, and I'm not saying that the, the .org is that you got to wonder, just because it says .org, people, oh, it must be true, it must be right. I just wanted to make sure that that's where that information is is coming from you, Frank. Now You're absolutely correct, and mm-hmm. I'm one of those people that I don't believe everything I read out there because mm-hmm. it's all, it's it's a misconception, but absolutely, I have verification. There's many people who do have verification and follow that, and you're going to get the true answer out of there. Now, uh, what are your what are your feelings about renewable energy and finding uh, other sources of actually of of powering America? What are your feelings about those? Well, I think it's great. I, I, I really need we really need to start conserving. As you can sell mm-hmm. with energy prices rising, gas and so on, we need to start conserving and, and trying to make make this a better better place, better environment. Are, are you uh, now? You're a family man, right? Yes, I am. Okay. Now, are, are you teaching the the fundamentals of of your kids? Unplug the the chargers, turn all the lights off. I mean, are are you like pounding this into your kids' head to make it a point so like they just live like this whole new re- renewable and sustainable lifestyle that uh, that I've really it's really cool. Our generation, uh, the the X generation, has I think have done a phenomenal job of raising kids in a way of recycle. Everybody makes, and if we all do it, it, it can make a difference. Have, have you been 
like on your kids about that, about recycling well, and renewable energy I, and that type I, of stuff? I think uh, we were all growing up in our generation. <laughs> I believe it, even my parents always instilled us. We walk out of that bedroom, we're turning that light off. Uh-huh. Uh, we're doing things like that. So I think it just equates and, and, and trickles down to the people that I talk to, yeah. especially in offices. It'll go in an office, see the light switch on, turn that off if you're not going to be in there. Uh, yeah. uh, I have a friend. We'll call him. We'll just call him Hogan. We'll just we'll just say that name. Is that good enough? Oh, and yeah. <laughs> and uh, like his kids just throwing like a, a you know like a, a bottle out in the garbage. I'm like, don't they the recycle? And his wife looks right at me like one person's gonna make a difference. <laughs> and the <laughs> argument we got in was like, you know, that's how you that's how you do make the change. Okay. And I just I just thought it was really funny. I was like, and I was like, you know, you're the only person in the whole X generation. Who who doesn't believe in this? Like you know, the, my whole point is, yeah, you can call me a tree hugging hippie or whatever you want to call me. I could care less, but to be quite honest, I want less power in the people in the Middle East. That might sound maybe that even sounds prejudiced or whatever, but if you don't believe in keeping CFCs out of the atmosphere or making sure we have cheap energy forever, how about just a simple fact of you're putting money into people that are trying to undercut Western civilization? If it's just as simple as that, I'm trying to reach people. So, however, everybody has their own little niche of what it takes to, hey, maybe we should recycle and, be, and conserve a little bit. You got to figure out how to strike people's cords. Whenever I say that, I said that to Hogan the other day, he's like, well, you got a point there. You got, that's, that's your only good point on the sure. whole thing. So, <laughs> so, uh, so uh, if somebody wanted to contact you again, how do, how do we do this so that they can make sure that they are doing the right thing? And again, I, I also want to bring this up. There is going to be, Another vote in DuPage, yes. isn't there? Yes. Well, okay. here's how it works. There will be a vote, and I, I would stress that you know people get out there uh, to the town council, the members, and the governing board, and, and tell them they don't want this referendum impl- implemented. Mm-hmm. And if they do, then the people that are against it are going to band together and make sure that they are voted out of the office. Or, or after an imp- implementation, there may be mailings sent out to people's addresses and they have to open those there's probably still an opt-in and opt-out box we have to check out opt-in and that that was the other problem Mm -hmm. with that vote there was both an opt-in and opt-out where if nobody voted on it and there's no opt-out checked you guys are automatically opted in okay so there are ways we can still get out there and fight okay so but since it's been passed I, i just want to make sure i get this right in order to put it back on a ballot as a referendum, you have to go out as a like almost like an activist into the community and demand it gets put back onto the ballot in November with uh, the a couple, uh, the November this November for the elections in 2012. Is this correct? They have to. Uh, the, each municipality has to implement it. Okay. So it, just because it passed the vote doesn't mean it's going to go through. They have to implement it, and we have to stop the implementation process. Whether it, it may not go back on that ballot, they may start right away. A community could start right away with it. We just okay. have to get out there and, and stop it right today. Okay, and, and that's a little fishy how if you don't actually vote on it, your vote automatically basically went for it, which is, is kind of ridiculous. What, what does that tell you? Yeah, what it, does that tell you? It basically means that the people who are running the elections were trying to make sure that they won. Correct. Yeah, that's that's a little scary when you when you think of it in that sense. And when you hear of it in that, just that the people who are in charge of this trying to control your money, they set the vote up in a way where they were going to be able to get what seven out of eight votes automatically, or seventeen out of twenty. 
if only three out of 20 people are voting. So that's pretty much impossible to overcome at that point because even if all three people who voted for you voted against it, you're never going to overcome 85% of the votes. So that's uh, that's uh, extremely extremely shocking. So you're you're correct. You're right on the ball. Okay, all right, Frank. So just give out your information so people can contact you again. Again, citizens against aggregation at gmail.com. And aggregation is all over the the papers, so you should be able to spell it. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they can. I'm sure they can. Hey, hey Frank, I, I really do appreciate it, and uh, you have a very, very good one. And hopefully this summer I'll see you out at a Cub game or a White Sox game somewhere at a ballpark or a barbecue where we can knock back a couple cold ones and, and eat some uh, some dead animals somewhere, okay? I look forward to it, y'all. Uh, very good, Frank. I really do appreciate it. Hey, appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Yeah, uh, Frank Tracy here on Two Guys and a Mic, and I, and I do appreciate his uh, – his insight, and and you know what, um, you know maybe that might not be a, as big of a concern for for you as maybe some other concerns, but to be quite honest with you, coach, my guy, who we we battle a lot politically, but he says something to me that really, really, it it hits home, and basically, uh, all all a good person has to do to let evil, I forget his exact quote, is well, all all you have to do is not do anything, and then evil will overcome. Do you remember the exact quote what coach says? But it's awesome. And you might not consider uh, acquiring everybody's uh, electrical bills as evil, but in a sense, think about it, just giving more power to the people that are elected. And the more power you give them, the harder it is to actually to actually get them out. So uh, the way I look at it is I was joking about our listeners uh, not being able to smell uh, aggregation. Quite honestly, we've got some really, really smart listeners out there, and I think you would know what to do with your money a lot better than – some mayor or representative out in Aurora or Naperville know what to do with it. So uh, please, please do something about that and make sure you're controlling your own money. I'd rather have you spending it than some other guy spending it as uh, just basically in a waste. So, Frank, I do appreciate you coming on. And, and if you're out there, it doesn't have to be about energy, Bill. If you feel there's something wrong in your community, do something about it. Don't just sit here and complain and whine about it. Go out there and change it because – you know, like the idle, you know, idle hands are the devil's play thing, whatever you want to say. There's a lot to that. There's a lot to that. So, you know, instead of complaining, do something. I would really, really appreciate it if we all did that. So, um, now I guess, uh, we're gonna, I'm gonna go into a, a little bit more, a funny thing before I just touch on the, the Trayvon Martin stuff. Um, talk about, you know, sometimes people say stuff and it's just so stupid. And a lot of times if it's somebody powerful or, or famous, a lot of people don't want to go up against them. And I know Madonna isn't as powerful or as famous as she used to be. But but let's face it, she's still one of the most recognizable women in the world and she can make or break you, you know, and you know, they put her at halftime of the Super Bowl, whether you like it or not, more people watch the halftime show of the Super Bowl than they watched the game. And this is one of the most watched games ever. That'll tell you how popular uh Madonna is. Well, uh, there's a guy by the name of let me get this right. I got I gotta get it right. DJ Dead Maw 5, well, he got extremely upset about something Madonna said at the Ultra uh, Music Festival being it's held in Miami. Dead Mouse. Dead Mouse? Dead Mouse 5. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm not exactly good at English. Like I said, I can't spell aggregation. No, no, no. It's just Dead Mouse. And that, that 5 is the S. Dead Mouse. Okay, well, now I see. I, I, I was born in 1972, folks, and if you couldn't actually see me, 
you would probably think I was born in 1932, and I have no problem with that. I'm an old soul. I'm a traditionalist. I believe in, you know, I, I believe in opening the door for a lady. A man should get a job. All that other stuff. I, I believe in all that. So I, I'm a little old school, and I don't know who Dead Mouse is, but and I'm proud to say that. But I'm also proud that DJ Dead Mouse decided to rip Madonna. Now Madonna, who is well, I don't know, 55. She's way up there. She's, you know, she's at least 15 years older than me. I shouldn't say way up there, but she's still spry. She's still going. And she's still also encouraging people to take ecstasy, which I guess if you take ecstasy is the really the only truly way to actually appreciate Madonna music. I don't know if you take it, it probably does sound a lot better. Also, it gets rid of your headache. But the other day at the Miami or at the Ultra Music Festival in Miami, she says this line as she is on stage dancing. How many people in this crowd have seen Molly? Well, to any so to somebody that's 40 up, you might not know what that means. Well, Molly is another term for MDMA, the active ingredient in ecstasy, which is basically uh, the closest thing to an opiate as you can finally have, besides actually being heroin, extremely addictive, extremely mind-controlling, and mind-numbing and mind-dumbing. You know, it's one, you know, it's just surprising somebody 55 pieces, hey, how many out there are tripping on, uh, on, uh, ecstasy? I just, it's kind of strange. Well, DJ Deadmouse flat out said, it's ridiculous. Too many of these kids are dying on this. Why are you encouraging people to be taking, um, ecstasy? There's been, I don't, every, if you look at every story, if you go to the second page, there's always a story of some 18 year old, who overdose on heroin or excuse me, overdose on ecstasy. You know, it, it's one thing, you know, I, I wouldn't, you know, I've been at concerts and people like scream, screaming, what do you got? No beer, no pot, like stuff like that. Encouraging people to do opiates, not so good. So I'm going to have to say uh, DJ Deadmouse, I'm going to have to give you a thumbs up. How many people stand up to Madonna? Not too many people do it. Not too many people do it. Uh, one thing that not a lot of people have done is stand up for George Zimmerman. I'm not going to do that here. Don't don't think I was going to. George Zimmerman, the man who uh, fatally shot Trayvon Martin, the neighborhood watch guy. Well, I'm going to admit, as soon as I heard the original story of everything that came out, I was just along with everybody else. It's like this is ridiculous. Shot an unarmed kid walking through a neighborhood because you're a neighborhood watch guy, and. I'm not saying that he he deserved to be shot or he should have been shot or George Martin was right or anything. All I'm saying is after a, after hearing everything that's come out the last three or four days, I'm just asking the whole entire country to let the facts come out on this case. And I'm not trying to say he's right or wrong, and I'm not trying to say George Zimmerman isn't right or wrong, but the more I hear about this, this is an extremely unique story. So don't go out and buy a shirt that says... Uh, PA cracker on it and try to start this into a racial thing. This is ridiculous. Okay. To be quite honest with you, and, and you can look at it and say, what do you know? You know what? I live a life, uh, free of prejudice. If you don't believe me, go look at my house. I live in the United Nations. Okay. I don't have white friends. I have a lot of friends of all different color. And these people, these friends of color, I can pretty much say the absolute truth around them. Almost like I can't say on the air here. If I speak the exact truth on the way here, there's a third of you who are going to be like, you're racist. And there's going to be a third that say, that's exactly what I meant. And there's going to be a third of you who are educated to be like, oh, that's an interesting perspective. 
The truth of the matter is we have to find out what's right here and just to jump on board and assume that this is racially motivated to assume that he was only killed because he was African-American. Please, let's not jump to that conclusion. And if it was, if it truly was racially motivated, you belong in jail forever, George Zimmerman. I'm not trying to let you off the hook on this one. But in a situation like this, let's not let the flames enrage everybody into this. And there's no doubt Trayvon Martin did not deserve to be killed. With no doubt, even if it's true that he attacked George Zimmerman and was slamming his head against the concrete, which there are many witnesses that now say that this is what was going on. And there also have 911 tapes of you can hear George Zimmerman in the background screaming. All we know is if this all this is true, you have to have maybe a more open mind, open mind what happened. But no matter what, even if that is true, I do want to send this out there. If you are attacked by someone and you have called the police, and they say the police are on the way, they'll be there within a minute, let them handle it. Let them handle it. Even if that's, there's no debating that. How it got to the point of him being attacked by Trayvon Martin, supposedly, and Trayvon Martin slamming his head on the ground, which they went to the hospital, was proven he had a broken nose, and his head was slammed on concrete, okay? Even if all that happened... If you have a gun and you think you're a tough guy and you're going to take advantage of it, the cops were on their way. And because of that, it's, that's another thing. Why did he didn't have to kill him at this point? And so just another thing, I want to throw that out there. There's a guy by the name of Reverend C.L. Bryant, former head of the NAACP in Texas, and he's begging Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson to quit using this to try to racially divide America. Please don't let it happen. We have come an extremely long way. We don't need George Zimmerman and Trayvon Martin incident turning into white and black and everybody upset about this fact. It's ridiculous. We cannot let this happen. We need to come together and just try to figure out how to end any type of violence. White on black, black on white, black on black, white on white, all on all. We just need to end it right here. So let's not use this to just try to create more hate in the world. Something has to be done about it. So... I have it. That's it. 888-463-6740. I don't know we're a sports show. We didn't talk too much sports today, but uh had to get a little bit off my chest. And uh, just want to throw it out there again. If you want to be in a movie, this year, man, at yahoo.com. Send me, uh, uh, it's, we're having a casting call, so let me know. I'll let you know what it is if you contact that. I do appreciate David Olson for getting it done for me. We'll be back tomorrow. We got plenty to do. We're going to talk more sports than we ever have this week tomorrow. See you tomorrow, everybody. Two guys in the mic. This is Joe Wardwanski. Thank you very much, David Olson.